This story happened quite a few years ago. I spent some time being homeless during my lifetime, and being homeless in itself is scary. I've had my share of scary moments, but the one thing that stands out to me the most was when I took shelter in an abandoned factory during a snowstorm. It was winter and it had been snowing heavily. I knew a snowstorm was on its way, and I also knew there was an old sewing factory nearby. When I got to the factory, it was, you know, as expected, run down, vandalized, and abandoned. And this was the only place I could shelter from the snowstorm that night. I found a way inside, and it was what you expected an old sewing factory to look like. A lot of stuff was still there desks, sewing machines, offices that were vandalized, and above was an upstairs walkway that could look over the workers' area that then led to an office where I guessed the boss would be. Naturally, I looked around the factory to make sure there wasn't anyone in there, and there wasn't. There was a sofa that looked comfy enough for me to lay on and sleep for the night. I spent the night reading a book while using a camping lantern for light. After a while, I started to get tired and shut my eyes. I was wrapped up as warm as I could listening to the harsh, cold winds coming from the snowstorm outside. Later that night, I woke up to a bang. I set up, turned on my camp lantern, and I looked around. I couldn't see anyone around that could have made that noise. The next thing that happened was I could hear thunderous and slow footsteps coming from above me on the walkway. I was too frightened to say or do anything, mainly because there was no one on the walkway when I looked up there before. Even though there wasn't anyone there, I could still hear the footsteps. The heavy, slow footsteps continued to the boss's office, and then the office door slammed shut. I was so afraid, I sat there frozen, not knowing what to do. I wanted to get up and leave the factory, but the reality was that I couldn't. It was a snowstorm outside and I would have frozen to death if I left the factory. I had no choice but to stay. With my camp lantern still on, I sat down and I didn't take my eyes away from the boss's office door. At some point I passed out from exhaustion. When I woke up again, my first thought was to look up at the office door. And through the door window was a dark figure standing there watching me. I watched the dark figure and I was terrified. I got up packed my things, and I hauled ass out of that factory. Thankfully, it must have been around 5 a.m. because the storm had died down. I left the factory and I never looked back. To this day, I still have no clue what could explain what happened that night, and worst of all, why that dark figure was watching me. A couple of years ago, my brother David and I would be driving up north to visit our parents. I remember there being heavy snow and a snowstorm in the forecast. I tried to tell my brother maybe we should wait a week for it to be less snowy and then head to our parents, but my brother was stubborn as he insisted that we would be okay to drive, even though there was a chance we could get caught in the snowstorm. It was the day of our drive to our parents, and David was driving. He was taking it easy as it was snowing and the roads were slippery. We were about halfway when the expected snowstorm hit us quite hard. David pulled over and parked the car. I turned to him with a smug smile. He told me he didn't want to hear it. David wanted to wait until the snowstorm calmed down. 
so we both sat in the car scrolling through our phones, trying to kill the time. After 25 minutes went by, I was startled when I heard a knock on my window. I looked through the window and I saw a very messy, bearded, dirty man. He was looking at me with his wide, bloodshot eyes. I let the window down a crack and I asked the man what he wanted. It was hard to make out what he was saying because of the wind of the snowstorm and the man's mumbling. However, I did make out that he was asking for money. My brother and I didn't carry cash so I told the man that we didn't have anything for him. The man didn't leave right away, though he continued mumbling about money. After telling the man politely several times that we couldn't help him, I rolled up my window and turned to look at my phone. I could see the man standing there for a few moments before walking away. I told my brother that you can only be polite and patient for so long before you have to put your foot down. He nodded in agreement. When the snowstorm started to die down, I asked David should we continue driving. He said yeah, but he was going to go outside for a piss before we headed off. Shortly after David got out of the car, the back door opened and closed. Not looking up from my phone, I said that was pretty quick. I didn't think anything was off about David getting in the back seat as we had a box there with drinks and snacks inside. A few seconds later I looked up and I saw David walking back towards the car. Before I had any chance to turn around, I felt a powerful arm wrap around my throat choking me. I was panicking, trying my hardest to release my neck from the person's grip. Soon after, David opened the back passenger door and fought and drug off the man who was trying to kill me. The man didn't fight David for long before running off away from the car. David asked if I was alright. Catching my breath, I asked him who it was. David said he wasn't certain but it looked like the man who asked for money earlier. I said it was definitely him. It had to be. I calmed down while David called the police. After making a police report, we continued our trip to our parents. I would never forget how lucky I am that David was there to save me, because I wouldn't be here to tell this story. It's crazy to think what some people will do when given the opportunity. My name is Hannah and this story took place in 2009 when I was 7 years old. We had a big shed in our back garden that my dad and uncle converted into a small gaming chill out space for me. It was my favorite place. It had a TV, a PS3, a big sofa, mini pool table that could flip into another mini tennis table, a couple of old arcade games that my uncle gave me, and a small fridge for cold drinks in the summer. It was winter time and it had been snowing. My mom told me that a snowstorm was due, so she said that she would make me a hot chocolate and suggested that I spend time in my gaming shed while the storm outside. I remember I was obsessed with Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I hadn't got the new one yet, but I had hoped my parents got it for me for Christmas. After a few hours of playing, I heard a knock at the shed door. I opened it and a man was standing there, a man I didn't know. He looked like he was freezing standing out in that snowstorm. He kneeled down and he said, hello little girl, I'm freezing, can I come in? And I said of course and I let the man in. I remember thinking that I wouldn't want to be out there in a cold snowstorm like that. At the time I was just seven and I didn't see any danger. He told me his name was Eric and he seemed very friendly 
and asked questions about me and what I liked. I told him I wanted video games and he asked me about gaming and my setup and what games I liked. I told him my favorite game was Call of Duty. Eric told me that he had the new Call of Duty in his car and he asked me if I wanted to play it. Naturally I said yes. I told Eric that I didn't have a coat for the snowstorm and I would ask my mom for a coat. He stopped me and he said that I could wear his coat. I asked if he wouldn't be cold and he said he'll be okay with a smile on his face. Eric then wrapped his coat around me and held my hand, leading me out of the shed and toward his car. I remember the coat smelled like shit and filthy body odor. When we got to his old brown car, he opened the door, looked around and told me that he left the game at his house. He said to come with him and he wouldn't be long as his house wasn't very far. I wasn't sure about getting in his car, but Eric convinced me and I didn't want to be in the cold for another second. I remember after getting in Eric's car, he started to change. He became very nervous and agitated, even more so that his car wouldn't start. The more the car wouldn't start, the more agitated he became. He started to get angry and this is when I began to get scared and I wanted to go back inside. The next thing that happened was Eric pushed me out of the car before finally getting his car to start and then he sped off. My uncle came running over to me and picked me up, bringing me back into the house. It's hard to remember what happened next. All I remember is my uncle and parents talking in a panic, almost as if they were arguing. As I got older, I remembered this story. I tried talking to my parents about this, but they never wanted to. I spoke to my uncle and he told me what he saw that day. He told me he saw me in a car with a stranger, and it was a strange man who looked like he was eager to get away, and my uncle knew something was wrong. That was when he started running toward the car. My uncle also thought that Eric, if that was his real name, saw my uncle and he panicked, and that's why he pushed me out of the car before getting away. This story would have had a much darker ending had my uncle not seen me and been there to save me from what was clear. Eric was a predator. Thank you.